Welcome to the Rialto Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Fitzpatrick. If you are a business owner or entrepreneur looking to have a thriving business, you've come to the right place. We cover the best marketing, growth, and business tips sprinkled with a little bit of mindset to keep you motivated. The demands on our time during this pandemic seem to be increasing. And that is why I have a special guest with me today, and we are going to dig into some productivity tips to help you during the pandemic. Hi, I am Tim Fitzpatrick with Rialto Marketing. I am thanking you for tuning in, and I am really excited to have with me Stephen Crawford from McGee Productivity Solutions. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. You bet, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be with you today. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, gosh, it's we're we're in Colorado. We're finally getting a little bit of a reprieve from these temperatures that we've been having. So, I'm uh, I'm hoping that some of this uh, these wildfires we've been dealing with start to subside. Yeah, absolutely. That air quality's been rough, especially with 90 degree temperatures. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fun. It's been tough. Well, and for us, 90 degrees, you know, some people that may be tuning into this are like 90 degrees. That's not a big deal. But for us, it's definitely it's it's been over 90 degrees for, I think, three or four weeks. So. Um, so before we jump into this and start talking about productivity and some of these tips, I know you got a, a lot of awesome info to share with us. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, you and what you're doing with McGee Productivity Solutions. Absolutely, Tim. Thanks. So um, I'm the director of sales and a senior consultant at McGee Productivity Solutions. And McGee Productivity Solutions is a consulting firm that specializes in increasing productivity at the organizational team and individual levels of the company. We have a very strong philosophy about what it takes to make a culture of productivity in your firm. And it's centered around five disciplines or five areas. And they are alignment, accountability, workflow management, digital fluency, and well-being. And we believe that for organizations to truly be productive, they must have alignment across these five areas and have a focus on behavioral change along with internal paradigm shifts. And the work that we do supports that. We have consulting and change management programs. We have training programs and we have coaching programs that fall within all five of those disciplines. Okay. I love it. Love it. Um, so let's, ju let's jump into it. So what, how, how is your work right now helping clients during these, these COVID times? Well, it's been really interesting. You know, we didn't have to shift a whole lot um, at McGee Productivity because all of our coaching and our training programs, we always offered optionally live on site or virtually. So everything obviously now is virtual. So yeah. Shift that we don't have the travel and, and going out to the sites, but the work is still being done. And what's been really impactful especially in these times with so many people now working from home or, you know, working for a firm that has a blend of people working from home and from the office. Right. Is that personal productivity. Our Take Back Your Life program has been huge. That's a, a personal productivity program that helps people win back two hours a day of their time based on how they're managing their tasks and zero inbox. But most importantly in these days is how to manage those interruptions and those distractions. Yes. So you got new things now that you're home. Um, and then, you know, another program, another training program that's huge right now is our productivity and collaboration essentials with Microsoft Teams. There's a, there's a lot of firms out there who just suddenly, boom, they just threw teams at people and said, hey, this is how we're going to operate. And it became the wild, wild west. People are creating channels and teams like crazy and right. overwhelming. It's another place that you're getting all this information. So that program helps people learn how to have governance in there. 
a purpose and intended result around a team or a channel, how to have workflow in there, and it's how, to, how does that integrate with your base inside of Outlook and your calendar. So that's the biggest impact we're having on our clients right now is, is that productivity training as things are a little bit different as people are working from home. Yeah. And of course, still a lot of uh, executive and one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. People are really leveraging the time right now to, to improve themselves in that way. Yeah, I know for a lot of us, I mean, for some of us, working from home, not, not, not much of a difference, but for a lot of people, it's a huge difference. And especially with, you know, kids getting back into school, but, you know, either being at home full time or part of the time, uh, man, if you don't have a dedicated space to work, it's, uh, it can be really, really challenging. And there's a lot of interruptions. And even if you did have a dedicated place to work, like, you know, I work from home when I'm not traveling all the time, we're a virtual company. So I'm used to working from home, but what was different for me was two of my kids got sent home from college last April. Right. I had to pause her business for a while. She's self-employed and it was a non-essential business. So suddenly I had my wife and two of my kids home all day while I was working. And my office used to be on the main floor right off of the kitchen. Well, now with everybody banging around in there, it didn't work. So I actually had to move my office up to the spare bedroom that you see me in here. Yeah. So it's not a sexy office anymore, but... Um, you know, that's just a, a, another adjustment, you know, yeah. if you're used to working from home, there's other distractions that come up around you and our cultivating well-being program focuses on that, you know, tips for working from home and how to manage those interruptions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uncharted territory. That's for sure. What about, um, what about tools? You know, I know there's a lot of tools out there. What's an impactful tool people can use to improve their productivity? Well, most people are, are working inside of Microsoft Outlook already, or may, maybe some uh, folks that are watching are in the G Suite. Yep. The most important thing is your calendar. And sometimes people are like, what, what do you mean that's the most important thing? It really is, because if you're using your calendar to manage what matters most, you're going to have the focus and the discipline to get the right thing done and make sure those things get addressed. And then the smaller things and the less important things kind of fill in the gaps. And it's a really important concept, especially now when you have, you're trying to do more with less. You yes. Know, organizations, you know, they furloughed people, they laid people off. And then the people that are remaining, they're saying work from home and do more with all these new distractions. Right. Right. So if you're using your calendar to manage what matters most, that's going to be a, a huge tool for you. And then an, another tool that's really important is, is something that we train on that is, in my opinion, the best thing you can do for yourself when it comes to personal productivity and that is to do a weekly review every single week. So at the end of the week, you know, I do mine on Friday afternoons. Just take the time, have it on your calendar as an appointment for yourself and take the time to look back at the previous week, pat yourself on the back and celebrate the victories, the things that you did well, but then look at the things that didn't go so well and learn from that. Yeah. You know, maybe you set out to complete a project that you didn't get done. Well, why? Did, did I allow too many interruptions? Did I not plan enough time? Was there an urgent type thing for work that came up that impacted it? If, if you're focusing on why, you can learn from that and use that information as you do the next part of the weekly review, which is planning your calendar for the next week. And you're looking forward to the next week and you're looking at your goals and your projects and all the tasks that you have. And you're saying, what are the priorities for this week? And you're getting that time on your calendar. That's the Got key. It. So it's, it's, it's about time blocking on your calendar for the most important things you need to do. Absolutely right. 
Got it. Okay. I love it. Uh, somebody told me a while back, if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. That's right. It's That's how it is for me. My, my family will tell you, like my kids will say, hey, Steve, I got this or this or this. And I'll be like, hey, um, send, it, send me a, neat, a calendar invite. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to remember it. I'm not trying to remember anything because I want to keep my mind clear for you know critical thinking. So I'm trusting my system. Yeah. But my kids know they've been trained. Hey, if I want dad's time for you know something that I, it's important and I need to get you know time on the calendar for that, send it to me. Because then I can prioritize it and I can renegotiate other things on my calendar, move things around. But the beauty is... I know what the priorities are, so I can yes. keep those things. And maybe I'm saying no to something that's less important. Yeah, I love that. I love this for a few reasons. One, it seems to, it's such a simple tool. It's but it, it, you know when we look at marketing, we like to focus on the fundamentals first because if you don't have the fundamentals in place, everything else you do is not going to work like it should. That's right. This seems like one of those. Your calendar, it, it's a productivity fundamental. You need to be using it. If you skip it, all these other cool tools that you use aren't going to work like they really should. Right. So the other thing I love about it is it's it's simple. You're not overcomplicating it. This doesn't have to be difficult. Just use the tools you already have, right? Yeah, and who thought that a calendar can do so much? So it's not just about blocking your time and keep your time. But think about this. If, if at the end of the day, your calendar has integrity and it shows what you really did, Yes. And then tomorrow you have your plan on what you're going to do and things change. So sometimes you're renegotiating stuff and, and so forth. And by the end of the week, your calendar is full with what you actually did and it has integrity. That is awesome data for you. You can go back and look at your calendar and say, where am I spending my time? Right. Am I, am I getting enough time in sales? Am I getting enough time in you know account management? And if you're falling behind on some of that, you're now you're not telling yourself stories you actually have data and you can say, oh, all right, well, I need to make sure I have more sales time on my calendar next week because I'm last few weeks, I've been a little bit void on sales time. Yeah. No to some of these meetings and some of these uh, less important things. So as you're getting, um, as your calendar changes, right? If I time blocked something and I got interrupted, I need to adjust that to reflect what I actually, the time I actually spent. Absolutely. And what we would show you is, you know, how you can actually color code things based on the type of work you do. So yeah. go back and do your weekly review. It's a it's a quick snapshot. I can see a bunch of yellow. That means I was in a bunch of meetings. I can see a bunch of green. I know I had a lot of sales time. Red was doing my critical tasks. Yeah. Purple was delivering sessions for clients and pink was travel. You know, there's weeks I can go back. I can go back for years and you'll see every single week is complete on my calendar because I had integrity. So I can go back and look at data and say, well, what was I doing at the end of August, early September last year and the year before? Where was my time being spent okay. this year because of COVID, right? So, yeah. you know, again, when I'm meeting with my leadership team and we're, and we're talking about strategy, I have real data to share. Not on my own, but I can look at my team's calendars, too, and see what, you know, their stuff was, which is really impactful when it comes to when we're sitting here looking at how we're doing towards our goals. Well, clearly we're, we're, we're spending the right amount of time or we're not spending the right amount of time. Maybe we need to rethink some of these meetings that we have. And back yeah, I got it. Well, and it, so it sounds like, too, that you're recommending we're not tracking the nitty gritty details. It's higher level categories of tasks that we're focusing on. And that's what we're tracking in our calendar. Right. So on my calendar, for example, I will just have time blocked off for sales time, for example. Okay. So it's kind of generic on there and it's coded that way for color. But in my task list below, 
one of the things that we show you how to do on our training is all the sales tasks. So I'm just knocking out those sales tasks during that time. So my calendar's prioritizing sales time. And then yeah. I might have what we call SNA time, strategic next actions. And those are those other tasks that I have to do. So I have time blocked out for that. I might have a specific project that I'm working on. So, hey, work with Rialto on a marketing plan. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm, I, you gave me homework maybe, and I, I have time to work on that project on my calendar. So there's, it. it could be as specific as you want it to be or as generic as you want it to be. But if it's a bunch of little tasks, make it generic so you don't have 900 things trying to squeeze into a half hour spot on your calendar, right? Yeah. Just call it, you know, project time or, um, you know, strategic nice action time or sales time. And then all your tasks will be listed and you can start marking those off during that time. Okay. Yeah, I love it. So use your calendar, do a weekly review, look at what happened, make course corrections, and then plan for the next week. Yep. And you do that over and over and over again. And what you find out is you really learn a lot about your rhythm of business. You learn the stories you were telling yourself about yes. what getting done because now you're able to help prioritize. And you're also learning things like why was some of that stuff not being done? You know, if you if you learn week over week that you're being interrupted with 911 issues all the time. All right, well, let's start planning for that. Yeah. And you might look at me and say, well, Steve, the, the whole nature of a 911 is you don't know what's going to happen. True. But what I can do is I can go when I'm setting up my calendar for next week and just block off a half hour on Tuesday, a half hour on Wednesday, and a half hour on Friday and call it hold for 911. And then I fill in the rest of my calendar with what I expect to do. So here's the beauty thing. I come in on Tuesday morning and I'm getting ready to work on a project and one of those urgent issues comes up. Well, in the past, I would have just lost that project time. But now, because I planned ahead, I can just renegotiate and switch those things on my calendar. I drag that hold up here, yeah. project time down here. Boom, I didn't lose that time. I just renegotiated when in the day I'm going to do it. And then if you actually get up to one of those holds and you didn't use it, awesome. You got an extra half hour to work on you know, something else. Yeah. You do something for your well-being. Go walk around the block or you know have a little bit longer lunch than you were planning to do or you know whatever, right? So yeah. it's a bonus if you don't end up using it, but it's nice to plan for if your rhythm of business is such that you get those types of interruptions. Yeah. yeah if, it, if you're not planning for it, it comes up and you get sidetracked and, and away you go. And we become very reactive, right? right. And, and then we allow that to be our story about why we're not getting stuff done during the day. So we're going home, you know, after work and patting the kids on the head and opening up the laptop and doing more work. Yeah. Or we're staying at the office late or we're working, if we're working from home, we're working all the way up until uh, bedtime. Well, you know, that's great that you have that kind of, you know, gumption and, and dedication. The problem is you're not getting your work-life synergy. You're not spending that time with the family. You're not getting rest. You're not taking care of your well-being. Yeah. So if you're prioritizing those most important things during your workday, you're going to get stuff done that you need to get done. If you're letting all the small minutia stuff consume your day and the end of the day comes and now you still have these three major initiatives you didn't do, that's why you're staying late to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It, it seems to me that when you use your calendar as a tool, it's helping you be much more intentional about what you're going to do each day. If you put it on your calendar, you have a 79% better chance of getting it done than you do if you're just working off a to-do list. Well, there there you go. That's, that's a great way to lead into the next question. That pretty much caps it off. Um, so you guys at McGee, you guys have a number of different programs. You obviously touched on some of these. What's your what's your favorite one to deliver for clients and why? 
Um, for me personally, everybody has their own favorites. You know, I, I love the change management work. I love facilitating the training. My ultimate favorite is when I'm doing the one-on-ones, especially with executives. Um, my background was 20 years as an executive before I joined this firm. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for the unique challenges that business owners and leaders and executives deal with. And it's so much more of an intimate engagement. So they're going to get all the same productivity stuff they would get if they went through a group training. But it's going to be customized to them. It's going to be customized to their risk of business, their taxonomy, their, their flow. You know, do they do they like having several different types of folders in their reference system or do they want to consider having a single folder and learning how to have a cool way to, to file those things and search for those things that will save them a lot of time. Right. So it's completely customized. But what's even more fulfilling for me about it is as we're doing that productivity stuff, I'm learning more about them and they're getting a lot of credibility, value, trust built in me. And we start uncovering other opportunities and other areas where I can make an impact for them. And the, I just got a little bit of chills right now because I just, yeah. <laughs> um, the feedback that I get with these men and women after I'm done with the coaching engagement is so awesome. They're like, one of the questions I always ask is, did we, you know, fulfill all the things that we agreed upon during the pre-call that we wanted to do during this call? And it's always yes and more. And I have people emailing me three months after saying I got promoted People call me up six months later saying, hey, my family life is so much better. My wife wanted me to tell you thanks. Uh, you know, my staff enjoys working with me again. They really feel empowered. They really feel like they're heard. Um, I'm able to delegate a lot more. And it's not just about dumping it off. It's really giving them an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So there's just all this fantastic feedback that comes from it. So for me, um, I'd say that's my ultimate favorite thing to deliver just because of the one-on-one -on -one nature of it, the intimate nature of it. And you know, being able to see the impact, you know, we get impact when we do group trainings from clients for sure, but I don't necessarily get to see all that because right. they're off doing their thing after the training and we'll, we'll get all that positive feedback after, but I'm not as engaged for longer term as I am. Like I'm doing the one-on-one -on -one stuff. If when you do that, what is a, what is the, a typical engagement look like there? I mean, how long are they working with you? So typically um, there's an eight, there's an, a pre-call. So once they contract with me, the pre-call is just to align on what the desired outcomes of the coaching are. Um, what are some of the things that they recognize already are areas for improvement or challenges that they have. Um, if they want, we'll include 360 interviews with their boss, a peer, and one of their people in their charge. Um, some people want that, some don't. So that's all part of that done before the first session. And then the base coaching is eight hours. Okay. So in the old days, um, I would fly out and spend that day with the person in their environment because that's very useful as a coach to see how they're working, right? Yeah. Right now we're doing that virtually, so it wouldn't be a full eight-hour day virtually. That's just too much. So we break it up, you know, in the two-hour sessions or something Got until, it. That, until that base part was done. Then after that base eight hours is done, there's anywhere from three to six follow-up coaching calls, depending on the package that they choose, where we come back, we do some review on some stuff, and they're working on kind of homework that I gave them on the last call. And then at the end of this call, we'll we'll set a, an agenda agreement on what's going to be the focus on the next call and so on. Got it. So it's it could be a six-month engagement. It could be a three-month engagement. You know, it just depends on how much you want to spread out those calls. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so it depends on their specific needs, and you can kind of cater that that program to them. 
but all it all starts with the concepts from the personal productivity. We want we want everybody to have that baseline. Yes, winning back that two hours a day, and you know relieving that stress and having that focus and that streamlined process in place. Yeah. And from there, it's so much easier to start making other positive changes. Yeah. So that and that first program is really hitting on what you guys see as the fundamentals for productivity. Right. Yep. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay. So I got, I got limited time. Where can I, what's, where's the 20% of productivity that I can focus on that's going to give me that 80% of, of results, right? Where should most people focus? This is the classic, you know, 80-20 rule, right? Right. So it's clear, and I, I made a little bit of um, reference to this earlier, is that you got to focus on the most important things. If you're spending your day with minutia and, and silly stuff and, you know, things aren't going to move you forward towards your goals, you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah. So if you have clarity on what your objectives are personally and professionally, and you have those goals in your system or written down somewhere where they're visible, that could be your North Star. When you when something comes across your desk and you're saying, am I going to say yes or no to this? You can ask yourself the question, is this going to move me forward towards one of these objectives that I have? And if the answer is yes, then you'll likely say yes to it and prioritize it and get time on your calendar. If the answer is no, you can say no to that thing altogether. You can delegate it to somebody else, or you can put it in a category that's like a someday maybe. You know, yeah. It's not a priority. If I have some extra time, some word down the road, maybe I'll snag it and do it, but it's not a priority. And spending your time focusing on the right things and asking yourself that question, if it's going to move you forward, is going to make sure that you're getting 80% of the most important things done, right? Yeah. 20% of that time with that real planning and focus and aligning on what are the most important things. Yeah. So it's having, you got to understand where you're headed. And then from there, you can start to boil down to the most essential things that are going to help you get there. That's right. And if you don't have clarity on your goals, um, how do you know where you're going? Right. Right. You get into a cab and a driver says, where do you want to go? And you're like, I don't know. He's just going <laughs> to drive. So you're not doing anything productive. You're just driving around in circles. Um, yeah. If you don't know where you want to go. How can you possibly get there? Right. And yeah. the, the other thing I like to really stress for people is think about your time, okay, your time and how valuable that is. When we think about possessions, you know, our cellular devices, our money, right, right. like that, those things can all be replaced. And I like to ask people when I'm standing in front of a room in a class, I'll say, would you ever take your wallet out while you're walking down the street and just start throwing money out while you're walking down the road? Right. It's laughs. They're like, of course not. Of course you wouldn't do that. If you would, let me know. I'll follow you around for a while. <laughs> but, but yet with our time, we do that all the time. We just waste time. And the sad thing about it is money and things can be replaced, but every second that goes by is gone forever. So why aren't we being more protective of our time and making sure that we're using our time for the most important things for us personally and professionally? And you, you hear me stressing that because yeah. that well-being is so important, that work-life synergy, right? We got to make sure the important stuff to us personally are getting as much attention as the important stuff to us professionally. Yeah. And when those priorities are identified and aligned, then you can focus on getting the right things done. And then you'll actually have capacity to be, to be more and do more of the small stuff because you're so focused and aligned to getting so much of the right stuff done. Right. Yeah, man. God, I love that. That's a great analogy. Um, 
So we need to protect our time, frankly, more than anything else. Absolutely. So I love it. Um, Steven, you have dropped some serious value here. So I really appreciate it. Where, where can people learn more about you and, and McGee Productivity? So certainly on our website, mcgeepro.com. Okay. Um, I'm very engaged on LinkedIn. I, I put a lot of content on there and I also love to engage in my connections content. I'm kind of a nerd. I just like to read a lot of stuff. So LinkedIn is a great place to reach me or you can got, get me direct at steven.crawford at mcgeepro.com. Um, okay. Reach out anytime. And, you know, here's the thing. I love to network with people and just meet people and learn about their business and see where I can add value. Not necessarily just in the work that we do, but, you know, are you trying to connect with somebody I can connect you with, right? Yeah. It's all about adding value. I never go into a network call with the intention that I'm going to sell somebody a, a program. It's about learning them, about them, them learning about me, building a relationship, and then seeing if there's a way I can be of value in any way. Awesome. If you guys have gotten value from any of the stuff that we have been talking about, please reach out to Steven and McGee Productivity Solutions. I know you will get a ton of help from them. Um, they know what the hell they're doing. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Steven, I, do, I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you having me. This is fun. And it's uh, great to see you again, too. I feel like I kind of miss people that I used to see in person from time to time and yeah. stuff. The the video is the next best thing. So I appreciate you having me. Yes, it is. We're, we're doing the best with what we got, right? right so yeah, I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for tuning in again. I am Tim Fitzpatrick with Rialto Marketing. Um, if you want to gain clarity on where to focus your marketing efforts right now to get the best return, pop on over to our website at rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. Click on the get a free consult button. I guarantee you will get a ton of value from that and leave knowing where you need to focus right now. Remember, marketing your business shouldn't be a challenge. All you need is a plan. Till next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Rialto Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us and how we help businesses grow or simply check out the show notes, visit us on the web at www.rialtomarketing.com. That's www.rialtomarketing.com.